0: Good morning and welcome to episode 81 of Beaten Around the Bush podcast. The Beaten Around the Bush podcast is simply an extension of my column that appears weekly in the Carol Newsletter and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. Episode 81 is entitled, I'm Dying Here, And I'll explain that as we go along, uh, what all that means. And usually my titles mean a whole lot about what this week's podcast is going to be about. But let me start out by explaining, or excusing myself, but I've been doing a podcast really basically right now every two weeks. Because as I mentioned before, I went on vacation. And I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. I said I was going to do one every week uh, while I was on vacation. Uh, Three weeks I was gone. I only accomplished one podcast. But when you're on vacation, you get busy. Uh, It's hard to uh, find time to sit down and do a podcast. But also, we were in a lot of remote areas in which it was very difficult to get some Wi-Fi signal, much like it is. Here on the farm where I live and it's hard sometimes uh, to get a good, strong Wi-Fi signal. But also, I also mentioned before I went on vacation that this is the time of the year that as a sports writer and what it all entails. And I've explained this before, but I'm basically in just covering the high school. So uh, when school let out in the end of may there's not a lot for me to do yes i know i know you're sitting there oh yeah there's a lot going on because you got a lot of youth baseball you got a lot of youth softball and there are other things going on but trust me there's only one of me and there's probably about 10 different places uh, this time of the year that you need to be and there's just no way to do that justice because my opinion is, and I have two situations when it comes down to this, but they don't pay me enough to be gone every single night. And I could do that. I I have a life outside of sports writing. So, uh, but also, the way I look at it too, if I go at a seven and eight year old t-ball tournament, then... It, you're going to be, if you're a parent of 11 and 12 year old uh, all-star and I'm not there, you understand where I'm going with this? I just can't, you just can't do it. You know, so basically if they want all that covered and nobody's ever told me to go do that because I might just tell them no anyway, because again, I'm considered a, a stringer. I'm not really an employee. Uh, I just do that because I I enjoy doing it and I do it for the high school and that's plenty enough uh, for me. Just for example, uh, not too long ago, I was called and asked uh, if I could go to this uh, shooting for hunger thing at uh, the sports, I mean the shooting complex. I said no, I couldn't go uh, because uh, grandkids were in town. We were spending some time with them going over to Paris, taking the kids to the splash pad, that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't have got paid for it anyway. So why should I do it? That was my situation. Oh, they got, I don't know who, somebody did it, but it wasn't me. So, with all that being said, I'm at that point in time where there's just not a lot going on. So, it's probably better right now that I do a podcast every two weeks so that I can keep, you know, and it's been busy around here on the farm, trust me. When you got back from vacation, we we did an event over in Paris this past weekend, and it took a while to get ready for that. Went to the rodeo. I didn't get to enjoy it on the rodeo um, because we were set up as a vendor outside the arena and had our products for sale, and uh, you had to buy a ticket to get in. So I didn't get to go to the rodeo next year, no, no better than we did at this uh, event. I, I've been better off going to the rodeo. So I spent more money on the food trucks probably than what we made, but that's part of what you do sometimes in, in, in our business. So uh, again, with all that being said, there's just not a lot going on. So I didn't do a podcast last week. I thought about it and then I got busy and didn't have time. So this week, uh, I'm on mow this morning kind of waiting for the dew to get off the grass. Uh, so I took time to do a podcast. And I titled this podcast I'm dying here because part of this podcast, uh, if you read my column in the Carol newsletter and I'm not sure if you do or sure if you don't, but and they 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 confused me and I, and I'll be honest with you. That's sometimes I really wonder why I even fool with it. You know, they had a deadline last Friday getting off track here a little bit but I've been known to do that on a lot of occasion but July the 4th was this past week but it was on a Tuesday and I know in the past what they do is they do deadlines the deadlines usually on Friday at noon and that's usually when you're going to be off on you know Monday or or something like that and a holiday coming up right there in the middle of all of that. And uh, they'll have a deadline so they can take the first part of the week off and uh, enjoy some family time. I'm fine with that. But nobody told me that they had a deadline on June the 30th. With 4th being on Tuesday, I just assumed, hey, you know, they'll, they'll probably work Monday and take off Tuesday. Because that's, that's Monday, they usually work, get the paper out. And uh, nobody told me they had a deadline. So there were no any sports in the paper last week because no, no, nobody told me about the deadline. So I'm not sure if anything's going to be in there this week. Because all of a sudden I get an email yesterday, hey, uh, and, and what I did, let me go back up just a little bit. Last week, thinking there wasn't a deadline on Friday, I sent what I was going to have in the paper in on Saturday. Well, it didn't get in because I asked, hey, how come there's nothing put in? And they said because it was a deadline on Friday. Okay. But I'd already sent it in. So I just told them, well, just use that next week. And then I get an email yesterday saying, hey, did you do a column? Well, I couldn't find one. I sent one in last week. And uh, they never responded. And I resend it again. That was yesterday. So if there's nothing in the paper this week, I don't know. But anyway, getting back, I know I got off track, but there was a reason I got off track. It didn't really get off, got off track. I'm just kind of uh, uh, setting up uh, today's podcast in a way, because it was based on a lot what I wrote in that column that I don't know if it got in or not. But anyway, it was about the dead period. And if you're not Familiar with the dead period, and and see that ties in with the title of today's podcast. I'm dying here. That's just kind of a play off words, a play on words, I should say, is the correct term. But there's a dead period for football. Actually, uh, I had forgotten, and then I read something about this the other day. There's, there's actually more than one dead period for football, is automatically, and I, and I forget, I think it's a week. And it might be two weeks at the end of your football season, whenever that comes. You know, it, for most schools, it comes after a week or after their 10th game has been played. And they don't qualify for the playoffs. Uh, once their season ends, whenever that may be, if it's in the first round playoffs, it's in the second round playoffs, whenever that is, there's a dead period following uh, your last football game where you can't have any, and let me explain what a dead period is, where the coaches basically cannot have any contact with their players. And when I say contact, you cannot have organized workouts, and it even goes as far as to say that you cannot, you cannot even leave the facilities unlocked where the kids can go in and lift weights or do things on their own, so to speak. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but that is one dead period that you have following the end of your football season. But they traditionally have a dead period, which just ended Monday, by the way. A dead period of uh, a week before July the fourth, and then the week after. So, I'm trying to think back when what that would be. I think this year it would have been like June 26 uh, through. July the 10th, which was Monday, which was yesterday. So they could officially start workouts yesterday. So that is a two-week dead period. But again, in that two-week dead period, going back to what this whole podcast is about or what part of it's about, we get time. We'll talk about some other things, but uh, you never know. But the podcast, I mean, the dead period, which is the podcast is a dead period. It's a 30-minute dead period in your life, I know. You don't have to tell me that. I, I understand. But anyway, the TWSAA dead period is that two-week time where you can't have any contact. Players can't work out on their own in your facilities and all that kind of stuff. And really what I wrote about in my column, and I actually saw uh, where another sports writer in a different town actually uh, talked about the same thing or, or virtually the same thing. It, it, to me, is it time to do away with the dead period? Uh, really, when you think about it, uh, what good does it do? Um, you know, and and I know part of it is safety, you know, football is a physical sport, but then my gosh, so is basketball nowadays. And sometimes you think baseball is a little physical, but, and I'm sure that's part of the reasoning, uh, you know, the, the heat's got a lot to do with it this time of the year because I don't see how you work out anyway. Uh, the way it was this past week when it was so oppressive outside as far as the humidity goes. But they have rules on that as far as where you can't practice if the heat index is above 105. But they have that two-week dead period in there, but it does it do any good because when you think about the whole month of June, and this has been going on for a pretty good while now, everybody's practicing basketball, which you know I, I understand part of that the basketball part of it, because uh, I've been to some of those where uh, Hayden teams have had played in a, a camp over at Bethel. Uh, I know last year, and I think they did this year, but I was going on vacation, so I didn't see any of that this year. Uh, but they, they practice, and they play games, basically, but it gives them an idea maybe of who they can depend on for next year, the depth, and all that kind of stuff. But when you're practicing basketball in June, does that really help you in November? I, I, think about that. And, and that's kind of the way spring football practice is when you really come down to it, because if you practice uh, football in February, and actually I've talked to coach Eric Swenson at Hayden about this very thing. He and I have had this conversation before the spring football practice. Do you any good in February when you don't play a game until August? And, and the consensus is, uh, between Eric and myself and most coaches, no, it doesn't do you any good. Now, some teams will try to wait to May to have spring football practice and then is it spring football practice when you have it in May? But you know, by the calendar, yes, it is because summer don't officially start till June, but I've never considered May part of spring, although it is, but then that's technicalities and we won't get in to all of that. But when you practice football in February, there's not a lot of retention uh, as far as the fiscal part of it for sure that's going to carry over into August. And, and to be honest with you, there's probably not a lot of uh, mental prep that you put into a football game, such as repetitions of plays and all that kind of stuff that's going to make any difference well, if you do it in February and, and it rolls over into August again. You just just don't carry over. So if you practice in May, yeah, you get a little bit more of a retention. It's not as uh, long of a period from May until you start practicing in late July. And maybe some of that will carry over, but really does it? But getting back to my point, you know, everybody's practicing basketball in June. uh, So why are they not having a dead period? I've never heard of one for basketball, to be honest with you. There may be one. I don't know. Somebody can tell me. Uh, but it's always been tied in with football. But there is also, uh, you know, I can look on social media and see some of these softball girls uh, playing uh, softball with travel teams. I know baseball players do the same thing. And if that's the sport they're geared toward, uh, it's that's when I, they're going to excel in later on then yes I I agree with playing baseball all summer but again there's that's a whole different subject that I could talk about uh, the very first column I ever wrote back in 2006 I believe it was uh, for the newspaper when I started doing beating around the bush and now when you think about it uh, that's a, that's a long time frame of uh, 17 years of writing my own column in the newspaper and that might be a good column uh, for next week. But my first column was about travel ball because I don't like travel ball unless you're a kid that can't miss at the next level. Uh, just for example, and I'll throw his name out because and it's not downplaying any other kid with talent, uh, but it's just one name that comes to my mind Gray Eubanks Runnington. Uh, exceptional baseball players, sophomore in high school, be a junior uh, starting this fall. Uh, but he has a future at the next level in baseball. It's obvious to watch him play, uh, and you realize that. He, he should be playing summer ball, but there are those other kids, and I won't mention any names, uh, that don't have a future at the next level, but they're playing travel ball. And all that does is ruin your local leagues, uh, you know, because those kids are off playing travel ball. I've seen this happen. You know, instead of that 12-year-old staying here and playing uh, from April to May and then being done, uh, you know, on All-Stars, of course, it runs over into June and even 1st July. You know, let, let them enjoy their summer. And, you know, they're playing baseball now, even in the fall, some of them are, except for those ones at a small school like ours. football practice has started yesterday but again going back to uh, so with all this going on and that's the point i'm trying to get to with the dead period is does it really does it really make any difference to to shut down for two weeks uh what does two weeks do you know one advantage or one or disadvantage i said i should say to uh, not doing practice for two weeks is if a kid's working out as far as trying to get his body in shape for play football, and that requires lifting weights, running and all that kind of stuff. And kids nowadays, and to keep them engaged in that, sometimes they need organization. So let's just hypothetically say you got a kid he's been lifting weights and he's been running, uh, but he's done all that under the supervision of a coach. And okay, dead period comes two weeks, and the coach can't can't supervise him. The court, the, the coach cannot sit down and say, "Here's what I want you to do today. Here's how many weights I want you to lift. Here's how many repetitions. Here's how many miles I want you to run to get in shape for football." Because he's not allowed to do that, and then he's not even allowed to unlock the door where you can go in and work out on your own. Well. With kids nowadays, and that's the point I'm getting to, how many of them are going to go, okay, I I can't go into the uh, field house and lift weights. Uh, I can't have my coach tell me what to do, but I can do that on my own. Well, that's That's where the problem is probably going to come in because a lot of kids are not going to do that. They're going to take those two weeks off. They're going to rest up. Well, when you're in a... uh, Workout routine of any kind, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, two weeks off is going to set you back. So that's that's one reason not uh, to have a dead period. Plus, really, does two weeks really make any difference? You know, my my, my contention is let them do, and this is what I think I wrote in my column, It's been so long now since I've uh, written it that uh, I may have forgotten myself, but just let them not have a two-week dead period, but let the coaches uh, have organized workouts with them or whatever and not make it mandatory for the kid because I really believe that when the kids get out of school that they ought to go on family vacation. I really believe they ought to do that. Uh, It gives them a time away from school. gives them time away from the sport. And uh, it's a refreshing of the mind. Yeah, I know I just said uh, taking time off from the physical work is probably not good. But you need a vacation. So, But just don't make it mandatory. Kid, you know, uh, doesn't have to show up for practice. But if he really wants to sell it next level... Or be a, on a winning football team, that he's probably going to show up. Most of them will. So just you know, just do away with the Ted dead period because I really don't think it accomplishes anything. Now I do agree with the TWSAA as far as uh, some of the rules they have in effect because when I go, you know, as far as practice and that kind of stuff. Now and I'll explain that here in just a second, but. When I was in high school, this is what I remember. We did not play a game until the first Friday after Labor Day. So this first week or first Friday in September before we ever had a game. Now, the Jamboree, we all played the Jamboree the week before or maybe like at the last week of August uh, that we had the Jamboree. And by the way, that Jamboree still remains... Uh, the one at Huntington, and it's been going back and forth from Lexington to Huntington. Uh, last few years, it's the oldest jamboree in the state of Tennessee, started in 1965, if I'm correct. Uh, may have been 64, but I'm thinking 65. But anyway, uh, and then we practiced two weeks before that jamboree. But now, what we did do, we practiced early in the morning, like from 8 to 10, 7 to 9, 1 to 2. Then we'd come back at night and practice from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock or 10. Uh, that was to get away from the heat of August because, yes, believe it or not, 50 years ago, it was still hot in the state of Tennessee in August. So climate change, maybe. You can argue either way. But I just still remember it being hot then just as it is now. Okay, but that's all, that's all we had. But now, when you think about it, they started practice yesterday. That's over a month, over a month, probably five weeks before they play their first game. Now, what I will agree with is, uh, I mean, that's five weeks compared to two is what we had. Well, what I would agree with is, you know, the first week or so, you can only uh have helmets and shorts you know no physical uh because it's really not necessary and then it uh they look let you add a little bit of it you know they go from helmets to helmets and shoulder pads and shorts and then at some point you go full equipment but then you can only do that like three times a week and you can only have uh, contact physical contact like 30 minutes every other day three days a week, something like that. And I'm trying to quote some of that off the top of my head and that's safety. And, and I'm okay with all of that. Really? I trust me. I am because they are starting early enough because, uh, getting hit by somebody, uh, on a constant basis, full contact seven or five days a week, you know, they're not going to practice on Saturday and Sunday or, or, nor should they, but it's, it's going to take a bearing, you're going to risk injury you're going to have half your players hurt for your play, your first game, but you can build up to uh, that physical part of it with conditioning. Conditioning means running uh, all that kind of stuff and and getting in shape for that first game. Plus the coaches uh, can work on implementing their offense, what kind of defensive game plan they're going to come up with. So all of that is helpful. Uh, and short increments as you go along. And, you know, if you're not ready, trust me, if you're starting June the July the 10th and your first game's not until August, um, second week of August when you'll have the Jamboree and then you're you're going to play a game maybe the third week of August, uh, something to that effect. If you're not ready by then, uh, you never will be. So, uh, but, and I, I talked to over at the rodeo the other night and, uh, uh, I bought me a cowboy hat over there the night. Yeah, I did. And I uh, sat there and right across from the hat guy. I'm kind of getting off track a little bit. Fancy cowboy hat. Decided between uh, straw and leather, I mean, uh, felt. Uh, the felts were anywhere from 300 to 500, and uh, the straw was 165. I went with the straw, and he uh, and shaped it the way I wanted it. Uh, had size that i wanted and all that good stuff anyway but when i was over there uh talked to one of honeyden's players that came through with his family going to the rodeo and they told me that they was they started practice yesterday and they were going to start this was saturday night said it was starting monday and we're going to practice from 8 to 10. get ahead of the heat a little bit so uh, they've started a football practice, but he also told me that they, and they had some, uh, they had two seven on sevens with Camden back uh, before the dead period hit, and you can do that, and that's just a little like, almost like a flag football type situation where you can carry one lineman, and that's usually your center, and then a quarterback, couple of backs, couple of receivers, that kind of stuff. I don't know if Huntington's ever benefited from seven on seven uh, because we're not a passing football team, but it does help you. Uh, work on your passing game a little bit, but how successful you're going to be at winning those games and who cares if you win them or not anyway. But uh the player I talked to told me that they've actually spread things out a little bit. I'm sure we're still going to run the football a lot this year and, and maybe we'll talk about uh, some of this next week uh, or next podcast whenever I decide to do that. may take another week off and then uh, before – here, for long, we're going to get into a regular routine of a weekly podcast because we're going to have football to talk about every week, and that's what this all started with anyway uh, almost two years ago now, uh, talking about football. So we may not do a podcast next week and then come back a week after and do a podcast, but the player told me they were spreading things out a little bit, and we'll talk about this more in the future. But when you got Gray Eubanks as your quarterback, It's probably a good idea. Spread things out a little bit. He's very athletic. He can throw the football as good as anybody we've had in a long time. Uh, He's got a strong arm. He's very accurate. Uh, We've got some kids that catch the ball. We've got some kids that run the ball. And and I've always said if you spread things out a little bit, it might make it easier for Gray to run. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see what we actually do when it comes crunch time. Uh, I know Eric likes to uh, experiment with a lot of things, and he's an offensive genius. I've always said that. Uh, Some of his offenses are very, very hard to stop. And the last couple of years, he's had the right kind of personnel, the right kind of kids that fit with uh, what his offenses are geared for. So, or what he's designed, he's had personnel to fit that uh, design. So it's going to be an interesting season, I think, uh, just to get away from talking about the dead period, because I've really stopped talking about it anyway, is that this season, I really think it's going to be a good one, uh, because you only lost six seniors. And to be honest with you, there's only a couple of those that are, were very a uh, big part of what we did last year. And I know this, it, just, it doesn't sound good to say this, but it's, you know, factual in a way, uh, but they're, they're going to be replaced. They were good players, uh, both of them. Uh, the two that I'm thinking of off the top of my head are playing college football. Right. But, you know, so they, they've done well in their own right. But uh, they're going to be able to plug other kids in because there's some talent on this football team. And really, I think Huntington, I uh, it's going to be one of the favorites uh, to make it to Chattanooga to state championship game. So anyway, we'll talk more about a lot of that in the next couple of weeks or the next couple of podcasts, I should say. And that's going to do it for me today. Again, uh, thank you for joining in. And when we come back next time, we'll try to do it better.